some things in the closet podcast this episode's just a teensy bit late but you know what are we punctual never but it's here listen we tried our best we had a whole plan to get this out on time obviously it didn't work but you're getting the episode anyway so i don't want to hear it (laughs) you're getting the episode and alea and i have devised a plan to get at least two more episodes ahead so we shouldn't have this problem for the rest of the year i hope to god if we do i swear to god (laughs) i'm gonna lose my shit we got this i believe in us okay well what's going on in your life what's happening oh my god (laughs) um i mean it's the same as usual there's work a lot of work i've hit a bit of a point where i'm getting burnt out (laughs) but it's okay i will persevere it's not horrible it could be a million times worse for sure but i'm straight vibing um oh me and my mom recently my mom uh saged our house (laughs) Because some weird shit's been happening again. When is it not? I mean, the literal devil lives there, so. I mean, yeah. But, like, look, okay, so. I I mentioned before how me and my brother heard some shit in our hallway, and we thought it was our mom, and it wasn't. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But the reason she decided to start saging the whole house was because I think it was monday i want to say it was monday on monday we were both just sitting here and she was i think downstairs i thought she was downstairs i was in my room the whole house like shook (laughs) violently (laughs) and it shook it was loud and i was like it was it wasn't enough to where i was like oh maybe it was an earthquake but it was enough for me to think that she may have opened the garage door and left to go pick up my brother so i thought she wasn't here but then she comes to my room and she's like did you fucking hear that and i'm like yeah i thought you left (laughs) like first of all she scared me when she walked in because i thought she wasn't even here um and she was like no do you know where it came from and i'm like no my instant thought was that it was the garage door but it was really weird and we don't know what it was obviously we don't talk to our neighbors we can go be like hey did you feel it too but it could have been something non-paranormal for sure i don't think it was totally paranormal but it was enough for her to be like i should really sage the house it's been a minute (laughs) we should just do it because i even told her it was probably just just like like a truck driving by no because we would have heard the truck but like Maybe you it felt it. Maybe, but we felt it. That's the weird thing. We could feel it. Hmm. I don't know, dude. I don't know. But we saged the house. Um and pissed off the spirits. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, not my problem, fuckers. But <laughs> I did tell her, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't really do my makeup in the bathroom anymore because every time I'm in there, something taps on the on the mirror. And it's gone to the point where I'm like, it's just annoying at that point. Like, I feel like it's judging me while I do my makeup, you know? Like, I don't think it's, like, <laughs> malicious. I'm just sitting there, and I'm wondering if it's, like, that's not the right eyeshadow color for you today. And I'm just like, can you just – I'm just trying to live, man. I got to go to work. So <laughs> I started doing my makeup in my room because <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to deal with it. 
Um, so since I started doing it in my room, I don't obviously I don't hear anything, but I told her about it and she saged my room, my brother's room, basically all our bedrooms and then walked around the house with it. It smelled really so good. So the ghost is now officially hiding in the bathroom. Maybe. Full-time. Maybe. I think she did go in the bathroom because I told her about it while she was doing my room and she just like beelined towards the bathroom. <laughs> I love that. But see, like, and just for, like, context, too, like, my house isn't old. It's literally a brand new house. It was, I'm not going to say it was built for us because technically it was built for somebody else, but, like, they backed out of the sale, so then we got it. But it was basically built for us. Um, We're the first owners here. Uh, As far as I know, it's not on any weird ground where something tragic happened or anything like that. (laughs) Um, There's no no reason for it to be haunted exactly i don't think it's the house itself i think it's just our fucking family generally yeah the trickster spirit of the southwest if you know you know exactly so if you haven't if you don't know what that is we have the fuck was that oh i thought that was you no you heard that yeah I don't feel safe right now. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell was that? You're talking about the the spirits, and they're like, "Hey, let me speak. Let me speak my truth." That wasn't an invitation. You can kindly fuck off. I know they Ooh. know not to fuck with me or my mom. Using profanity against the spirits. I didn't like that. That only happens when I'm with you and fucking Sarah. <coughs> It's never well, happened to me when I'm by myself. Side. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I'm gonna snap oh. my neck right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. I don't even have a big room, but I'm terrified in it. Right, I can see every corner of this fucking room, but I'm terrified. But you can't see under the bed. I don't have under the bed. It's just, it's literally like a, you've seen my bed. It's like a, <laughs> there's not, there's no underneath. Doesn't mean a ghost can't be under there. That's a really lousy place to hide, honestly. But they can, like, touch you from underneath the mattress. Bet. Do it right now. Do it, pussy. You won't. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe why it will, like, amplify the sound or whatever. But something moved behind me. I don't know what it was. It sounded like a bag. Like, shifting. It sounded like a little clicking sound. And I was like, what? I don't have anything that can click right now. I thought you were but holding yeah, a pen like a, or something. And I was like, I have my doing? AirPods case. Like, I can click this. But it didn't sound like that. That's not that loud. I don't know what it was. Um. Anyway, moving on. Uh. Yeah, still have spooky shit happening. Not really vibing with it right now. I'm too busy, too. Maybe that's why it's getting worse. It's like, you're not paying attention to me. <laughs> you're too focused on work. How could you? Yeah, feed it attention. I'm good. I don't feed anybody attention. We know this. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Fucking water sign. Fuck you. I'm trying my best. (laughs) My life is fine. It is boring. It is stressful at the same time. I have a lot of homework. I'm realizing the how long 
three more semesters of this is going to be. And it's going to drag. I believe in you. You got this. I'm so tired of being in school. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of miss school, to be honest, in a way. I feel like I miss the environment, not so much the schoolwork, you know? What do you mean? You don't like being at a hustling, bustling news station for 12 hours a day? That's what I'm doing right now. I know. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, I think I understood you. I misunderstood you. <laughs> I enjoy my job. It's just, it's gotten a little rough these past few weeks. Um, I had a lot of fun yesterday with what I was having to do. Um... But I feel as though it is a bit too much for me to do because I am baby. Anyway, me and Wyatt were talking and we came up with this idea because Wyatt watches a lot of horror movies. I I do too, just not as often because of how busy I am and I can't sit still for a movie. But (laughs) because he watches a lot of horror movies, we wanted to start a new little thing at the beginning of our episodes where... I give him two minutes, and I'm going to time him. He gets two minutes to rant about a movie, a horror movie that he saw. He can say whatever he wants about it. You know, he's a movie buff. He is a film major, for those who do not know. So, like, he's one of those people who, like, goes in-depth with the movie. So he gets two minutes to talk about whatever he wants on the movie, whether he liked it or not, and cinematically, writing, whatever the hell he wants to now whether you or i understand what he's going on about it i don't know if we're gonna actually know but he gets those two minutes and that's all that matters and this might be a small little ploy to get shutter to sponsor us but don't don't even don't think about that (laughs) don't even think about it so why what is the movie for today it is barbarian okay um, I have not seen it, so I don't know what to think at all. But you are going to be given two minutes. Let me set my timer. Perfect. The timer from hell. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Go. Okay. Um. Well, first of all, let me just give you a brief little synopsis without trying to spoil anything about the movie. This young woman shows up in the middle of the night to an Airbnb that she has rented right outside of Chicago. Nope. Right outside of Detroit. So she shows up. She opens the lockbox with the code that she was given by Airbnb. And there's no key inside. She tries calling someone. um, No one answers. Then this man hears this commotion. And he opens the door of the Airbnb she is supposed to be staying in. It's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing here? And then she goes inside with him. Bum, bum, bum. Never go inside with a stranger. Even if it's a Skarsgård. Um, and anyway, this movie has... You're never going to guess what this movie is about. I thought I knew what this movie was about going in. Because it sounds like you understand what's going on, right? a man and a woman that don't know each other in a house no incorrect (laughs) that's not what this movie is about and at some point in the film 
Jason Long appears and is now the new main character of the film. <laughs> and you were just like, wait, what about this other storyline? Okay, sure, we're going to follow Jason Long now. And it, 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 oh God, there's, it could have been a great trilogy of films that they just smushed together into one big movie that also there's not enough detail given to any of those parts of the film that could have been made into three bigger parts it's a hot mess um and some of the cinematography specifically in the airbnb is really beautiful there's one shot of like um down the hallway against the side of a washing machine all these people are talking and and it's fine that's it (laughs) watch it or not i guess (laughs) Um, we'll have a post about it with a little bit more detail somewhere. We will. Hopefully. I'm planning on making a post for this segment. So I've already started designing it. So. Oh, okay. So in yes, six months, sir. we'll have this out, guys. Yeah, you'll see this review in about six months because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, that's gonna be that's basically how it's going to go. So today's with Barbarian. Well, wait, what was your final rating of it? Like out of 10? Out of ten, um, how many spooky bitches would you give it? Four and a half spooky bitches. Four and a half spooky bitches. Okay. Yeah, that's not. Like, that's it's not a complete waste shitty. of time, but it doesn't make sense, and I feel like it could have done, been done a lot better. Okay, I will take it. Okay, so this week is my episode. Sure, and I'm excited is. for this one. There's not a lot of research on this that I did because um, I already one know so much about it because I fell down a rabbit hole for this thing. Um, I did say in the last episode that I was going to do a true crime and we are going to do a true crime, but this is also like true crime slash internet anomaly, not anomaly, kind of internet anomaly. Ooh. I want to call it that. Also mixed with personal experience, so you'll get to know firsthand what basically was going on because I I dealt with something similar and it's it's a roller coaster. So first of all, let's let's just I'm thinking we talk about the background of it first before we even get into okay. the true crime case of it. Okay. So and I'm pretty sure you're going to know where this is going by when I tell you. Okay. Creepy is it pastas. The dark web? Oh. No. So, creepy pastas. Okay. Creepy pastas. Okay. <laughs> creepy pastas. Do you know what creepy pastas are? Yeah, very short scary stories that are written by random people on the internet traditionally on Reddit. Yeah, well, not on Reddit. There actually is a creepy pasta website that people post to. Mm, okay. Too. Um, but creepy pastas, they started kind of originating around mid two thousands, I want to say. Okay. Um, but they didn't really get popular until like twenty ten to twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and creepy pasta, like the name, is weird, but it comes from the term copy and paste. Um, and the reason it is that is because it was a way of making up these stories that would be copy and pasted and shared all throughout the internet, kind of like those, you know, those like cryptic messages that you would get randomly from like a like chain a random chain letters there we go i couldn't think of the name chain letters you'd get chain letters it was like the new internet's version of chain letters that's what they okay, were so it's that's like what they floss your teeth six times <laughs> for this to 12 people or the tooth fairy is gonna come and tickle your asshole 
Yeah, I was thinking more about the uh, the Carmen story. Did you ever hear about that one? Um, maybe. Hold on. I'm going to look up Carmen's chain letter because that one actually scared me as a kid. Like when I got that for the first time in middle school, I was like, oh, my God, if I don't send this to 10 people. This bitch is going to kill me like, oh, no. And I was freaking out. And I'm like, I don't even have 10 friends phone numbers. What am I going to do? <laughs> it was like the <laughs> I have never been more scared in my life. Um, okay, so here it is. You would get sent, and by the way, for those who do not know what this is, or for some reason were not in the loop when you were in middle school, or shit, maybe you're in middle school now, and you're like, what the hell was going on 10 years ago? This is what was going on. You'd get this as a text message, or you could get it in your email, but I would get it mm -hmm. as a text message. So, it just says, they pushed her down a sewer. About six years ago in Indiana, Carmen Winstead was pushed down a sewer opening by five girls in her school, trying to embarrass her in front of her school during a fire drill. When she didn't submerge, the police were called. That's already horrible grammar. Why didn't I pick up on this? Anyway, they went down and brought up 17-year-old Carmen Winstead's body. Her neck broke hitting the ladder, then side concrete at the bottom. The girls told everyone she fell, and they believed them. Two months ago, 16-year-old David Gregory read this post and didn't repost it. When he went to take a shower, he heard laughter from his shower. He started freaking out and ran to his computer to repost it. He said goodnight to his mom and went to sleep. Five hours later, his mom woke up in the middle of the night because of a loud noise. David was gone. That morning, a few hours later, the police found him in the sewer. His neck broke and his face skin was peeled off. If you don't repost this saying she was pushed or they pushed her down a sewer, then Carmen will get you. Either from a sewer, the toilet, the shower, or when you go to sleep, you'll wake up in the sewer, in the dark, then Carmen will come and kill you. No, I can say that I've never heard that. <laughs> you never got that? That's the exact shit I got, like, <laughs> as a, like, 10 or 11-year-old in a text message. And I was like, and of course, like, it changed over time. Like, some people say, like, oh, it was one girl that killed her. Oh, she'll do this specifically. You know, the story altered a lot. But you'd get that in a text message, and somebody would say, send it to five people, send it to ten people, whatever. Mine said send it to ten. And I was like, I don't know ten people. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely got chain letters. I never got one like that, though. I got all the creepy ones. I think that's why I'm like this. It's actually just the chain letters to blame. This is the curse. You died, and this is your form of hell. You know, it's not that that uh, yeah this is hell i'm definitely in hell never mind anyway <laughs> so that's kind of how copy or creepypastas became a thing um people just got more creative with them and they were like what if we made them more detailed so that's how you have stories like jeff the killer do you know who jeff the killer is yes so jeff the killer his if you've never read his story you can find it literally ever, anywhere on the internet just look it up um but synopsis he went crazy can't remember why i think he was bullied or something <laughs> usually that's how it goes um he burned his eyelids off <laughs> and then carved a smile into his face and he'll kill you and say go to sleep before he kills you or something like that um there's other ones that came from it my favorite one when i was a kid because i did get into these creepy pastas was eyeless jack Eyeless Jack 
he his whole thing was stealing kidneys for some reason. I think he ate them. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But he would steal your kidney. Um and there's so many. There are literally so many. I could go on about all the ones that there were because I read all of them. I listened to creepy pasta narrators read them. Um, I'm pretty sure I probably drew fan art of them too. I'm not afraid what? to admit that. I was a weird what? fucking twelve year old. <laughs> Ew. Everyone drew fan art of them. Was it everyone good? Everyone no. drew fan art of creepy pastas. No, Aleha. Yeah. Not everyone did you that. Did not... You were just Wait. weird. One hundred percent, dude. I was twelve. <laughs> Give me a break. Did I draw them now? No. I think I think my creepy pasta phase ended when I was like thirteen. It wasn't long. Because I feel like it only lasted like a year. <laughs> it wasn't that long of a phase. Don't you literally have a horror YouTube channel where you read creepypastas? Not creepypastas specifically. I read Reddit stories. Those are different. Creepypastas is its own genre now. Okay. I also haven't touched that channel in forever. If you're here I, from I that know. channel, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm actually ever going to go back to it. <laughs> And I apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah. She's so too busy doing is, the news. I'm doing the news. I'm telling real stories, unfortunately. That no one watches. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. That's okay. I've, you know, I've learned to accept that. Anyway. <laughs> so those are creepypastas. And obviously, the most famous of them is probably Slenderman. Oh yeah. What do you know about Slenderman? Um Quite honestly, I don't think I know anything about Slenderman other than that he's a tall, creepy guy that likes to what steal children in the woods. Uh my first introduction to Slenderman was through the video game. Yeah, the video game really kind of brought him up because that's how I found him. The video game that was made based off of the creepypasta was and to be honest you know it's kind of weird to call him a creepypasta because there really wasn't like a story like all the other creepypasta characters the story was how they came to be that character or like a creepy encounter with it his he just kind of like appeared on the internet but it happened because of um these pictures that i'm going to text to you right now okay find them Oh, I know what we're I think talking you know. about. Oh yeah, I think you do. And anyone else has talked about knows. this in passing on the podcast? Huh? I think I've talked about this in passing on the podcast. What we're going to talk? I about. think I have too. And then I thought about it, and I was like, we can really go in depth with this because I have somewhat of a personal experience to share as well. So it was mainly these two pictures, and I'll post them. Maybe. <laughs> it was these two pictures that started going around the internet and people were like what the fuck is that in the background so if you want to describe them full send please um okay so the first one is a black and white photo it appears to be some sort of function for youth there's a very upset emo looking boy in the front um <laughs> and in the very back there is a prominent figure but when you zoom in okay so it looks like a tall white man possibly wearing a cloak um but when you zoom in on it 
I don't want to be a buzzkill, but it literally just looks like one of those teenagers smoked a cigarette and let out some smoke. And that's like a smoke billow at the top. Um, but I could see that, yeah. Zo- zoomed out, it does look like someone's standing there. The second photo is also in black and white. It is from the City of Sterling Library's local study collection. There's just a bunch of kids. One's climbing a ladder. She's getting her picture taken. And in the background, there is a tall man that appears to have some sort of like tentacles and children standing around him staring up. But again, upon zooming in, it looks like this is possibly a clown with balloons um, making balloon animals. Maybe and he's holding a bunch of balloons that he blew Maybe. up. Maybe, but it really does look creepy. He's like seven foot tall, if not taller. Oh, he's huge. He's massive. Yeah. So these pictures started circulating um, back then, um, and it wasn't long before people were like, "Okay, what the fuck is this?" and that's when the story kind of came about that this was Slenderman. So Slenderman is this being who supposedly takes children and people don't actually know what happens to these children when they are taken. But the story black-eyed goes kids. that it's basically a black eyed kid. Yeah. But the thing with him though, is like black eyed kids don't stalk you. Slenderman is known to basically stalk you before he takes you. Like there was a whole thing where like, if you see him, he's going to get you. Like he's just haunting you. You're like you're just as good as dead if you see him because if you see him, he saw you. So it's like you're screwed either way. Um, and that's when the video game came out. I think PewDiePie probably played it. Markiplier played it. All the little gaming homies played it. Yeah. Um, and that's how it got more popular. I played it. That shit was terrifying as a fucking sure thirteen year old. <laughs> I remember when I went to Europe, we played it in one of the hotels one night. <laughs> we got in trouble because we were screaming too much. <laughs> oh my that god. That shit's scary. I felt so bad. Oh my god. Fucking Americans. Look at us. We're no better. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it was a really scary thing back then. Looking back at it now, it's like wow, that was kind of fucking stupid, not gonna lie. But nowadays people have already made up their own new creepy internet urban legends, like, you know, the whole thing with the movie Antrim. How, like, if you watched it, you're going to yep. get sick and die or some shit. It's the same concept. Uh-huh. But they're Slenderman. And Slenderman kind of evolved to become this being that was, like, the king or whatever or in charge of all the other creepypasta stories. So it's, like, he had this, like, mansion. I remember, like, going into detail with, like, m- people about Slenderman's lore and how he had like this mansion in the woods and like um all of the creepypasta characters lived there and like they would go out and murder people every night and like that was the, that was like the concept of it and he would like instruct people to murder so and so or you know whatever that's that that was his place in the story i never you heard hear? that part you of have Slenderman never... having a mansion being in charge of all the other creepypastas that's what 2013 looked like to me my friend <laughs> that's okay. exactly what i went through but here's the thing i liked the stories as a kid because they were creepy they were scary the characters were interesting 
the whole mansion thing I never re- really liked. I thought it was just kind of funny. <laughs> like I was like, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't believe it or anything. I mean, I didn't obviously, but what I'm saying is. I was very passive about it. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, Slenderman's Mansion, who right now? Like, I had friends who were into it, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't really give a shit, but speaking of those friends, <laughs> this is the personal encounter that we're going to go into first before the true crime. So, as you know, I don't know if this is, I've mentioned this before, I moved to Vegas in twenty, the end of 20, 2012, 2013, somewhere around that time. Before this, I wasn't in a creepypasta, but when I moved to Vegas, I moved while in middle school. And anybody who moves in middle school and has to go to a new school knows that middle school is not the fucking time to do it. <laughs> it is not the time. <laughs> um, Middle school is hell for anybody. Even if you've been going to that school since you were a toddler and you know everybody at that school, everybody's having a horrible time. It's a popularity contest and everybody's losing. That's what <laughs> yeah, middle school is like. Yeah, because everyone's a loser. <laughs> everyone's trying to be cooler than everyone else. Everyone hates each other. We're all going through puberty. Everyone's competing with one another, but somehow everyone's still losing. And that's what middle school is like. And I moved to a whole new school. I was the new kid in fucking middle school. And I believe that was my origin story. But anyway, <laughs> that was my villain origin story, by the way. <laughs> um, when I moved, I didn't have any friends. You know, I got paired up with a couple people. And obviously i just kind of followed followed them around but they weren't really my friends it was kind of just like oh, shit they're the only people i know now so i just followed them were around. you not part of a twilight cult in middle school that was in fourth grade oh okay school. okay yeah this was after, this was before i moved <laughs> um and i i don't think i was a depressed 13 year old or anything like that i think it was just hard for me to adjust and like learn like okay i'm literally by myself like I lived right across the street from my school, so I oh, walked gross. to school by myself. It was horrible. I could hear the bell ring when I wasn't at school, and that shit was terrible. Um, I'd walk to school by myself, walk home by myself, normally ate lunch by myself. There were some girls I hung out with, but they were kind of assholes, so I just kind of was there. Didn't really talk to them. Um, and I finished off my seventh grade year basically alone. When eighth grade started, no, before eighth grade started, During that summer, you know, I obviously didn't have any friends, so I didn't go anywhere. I was just at home all the time. And Why do I feel like we're now in Aleha's therapy session? We are. Welcome. (laughs) It's going to be a shit show. (laughs) Wait till we get get to the high school trauma. You guys are going to love it. Anyway, (laughs) it was during the summer between 7th and 8th grade that I got into creepypastas and I got really deep into the internet. That's when I started watching PewDiePie, Markiplier, all these YouTubers and stuff like that because I didn't have any friends or anybody to really talk to. I also found this app called Drawcast. I don't think you know about it and I don't think you anybody told me about this very I think briefly. I have. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you had that look on your face like that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Is this where you doodled with strangers? Um, basically, yeah. So it was an app where you could draw 
and upload your drawings and then people could comment on them like them and of course it became this own little community where people would design and draw these characters and then they would trade them with each other or people would also like role play sometimes or people would make comics with each other it was a really wholesome app i'm not gonna lie it was a lot of fun um there's still people that i know we're gonna get there soon there's still people that i um i don't talk to but like we still follow each other on social media. We know what each other are up to to this day. And like, if I want to text them and be like, hey, how are you doing? They would talk to me. I just don't feel like doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was where I was able to find a way to communicate with people and really not be alone anymore. And it was fun. <laughs> and when we got into creepypastas, we would draw the characters. We would like, you know make up our own characters too I didn't really make up my own because I wasn't that creative but other people would and I would just you know help them with the design and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. I met this one friend I do not talk to them anymore so I don't know what's going on with them oh wait Mm -hmm. I remember this you told me this is why you mentioned drawcast to me before yeah (laughs) because this is the only thing I remember from it vividly We were all into creepypastas, but this one friend in particular was very into creepypastas. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, they were a girl. She was a girl. Um, that's how she identified as it. I don't know if, you know, she still does. Don't know where she's at. Haven't checked on her. Don't really want to. <laughs> as you should not. As I should not. <laughs> She was really into the creepypastas, and she was obsessed with them. She had her own character, her own story figured out for that character, all of this stuff. Um, She would roleplay as the characters with other people. She wanted me to sometimes, but I wasn't into that, so I was like, I I can't, I I would be very boring for you. I'm sorry, I'm not into that. Um, But yeah, the whole Slenderman Mansion thing was like her biggest... Like, that was her thing. Like, she would tell us so much about this mansion and, like, what was supposedly in it, the characters, what would happen if you found it, this and that. And it was really cute at first because it was like, okay, this is, like, you know, imagination. I mean, when you look at it from the outsider's point of view of, like, this girl is obsessing over actual killers. Okay, yeah, it's concerning. But bear in mind, I was 13. (laughs) I wasn't really processing that. I was just like, ooh, fun stories and I have friends finally. Um, I realize that's how a lot of my stories go. Like, wow, I finally have friends, yay. And then later on, I'm like, they were fucking crazy. We're not going to get into that. This is okay. not an actual therapy session. Sure. <laughs> this is a um, podcast. <laughs> it's our podcast. We could talk about whatever we want. And if that means you want to trauma dump your little 13-year-old <laughs> heart, I guess. No. I'm not. I don't want to. Um... It got to the point, though, where she, like, would start sending very cryptic-ass messages to us sometimes. Because we had our own little friend group. It was me, her, another girl, and I think one other person. I think there was four of us. But she would send us really cryptic-ass messages. And they were, like, one of them that I remember was, it was something like, there's so much blood. And I remember being like, where? Where? why 
We're also 13. Do you know what a period is? Do I need to tell you? <laughs> like, it was these cryptic-ass messages. and I, As a 13-year-old, I didn't know how to react to that. I just kind of, like, passed it off like, oh, why? And she started getting very, very into it. Like, very into it. And she wouldn't stop bringing up the mansion. She started talking about how she would see Slenderman and how, like, She thought that Jeff the Killer was, like, outside of her house. And, again, like, this was over the internet. So I can't tell you if, like, she truly believed in this shit, but she was going hard on it. Because when Drawcast finally allowed us to post our own pictures, but Drawcast was a weird app. You could only post drawings. Eventually, they gave us the feature to post pictures. And when they did that, she started posting, like, pictures of, like, blood on her hoodie, blood on her shoes. And I remember being like, I, I, it could be just fake. Like, I don't know what's going on with her, but I'm a little concerned. Um, and it just got worse and worse. And she would always talk about the Slenderman Mansion, Jeff the Killer. And then one night, I remember she messaged us and she was like, I found the mansion. And we were like, don't go inside of a <laughs> random building that you found in the woods. <laughs> like oh you did and she was like yeah you know the story goes you have to kill someone to find it and i was like oh i'm sorry does she murder somebody i don't know (laughs) okay that's why i and after that we just like with i was 13 dude i wasn't about to go into a whole investigation like for this i was like oh okay and like all of us kind of withdrew from her we stopped talking to her we just kind of like let everything fizzle out calmly because we did not know what's going on we didn't know where she was from we didn't know that many details about her it was just it just spiraled and she continued to post these weird ass things for like a couple weeks after we stopped talking to her i don't know what happened i do not but (laughs) That leads us into the true crime thing. <laughs> part right, of this. This is a true crime episode. Okay. Did you track her yes. down? Did you f- solve the murder? You figured out who she killed in order to see this fictional mansion? Was it herself? Was she a ghost? No, but I got really scared because I thought that I potentially talked to this person. I did not because I realized that the girl that I was talking to was from Canada. Um, I know she was from Canada because she always talked about it. And she'd always be like, Americans are weird. And we were like, you, you're right. <laughs> um... But no, what we are going to be talking about, though, is the Slenderman stabbing, which do you know anything about that? Um, Wasn't it like two girls in like a cult that worship Slenderman and they sacrificed a friend in to, to Slenderman because they worshiped him? I don't know. That's okay. as much well, as I remember. Well, we will, we'll, we'll I think that happened it. when I was in high school. It happened when we were when you were in high school. Yeah, it happened when I was okay. in high school. All right, so the Slenderman stabbings. This is a real thing that happened. This is the true crime aspect. Um, so just be aware of that. You know, I know it's insane to think about, and that's why some people don't know about it or even like register that it actually happened because it's crazy. So this happened in 2014. So I was like a freshman in high school when it happened. Senior year of high school (laughs) or freshman year of college, depending on what part of the year it happened in. 
Oh, uh, May 31st. <laughs> Sing your year. <laughs> this happened in Wisconsin. So two 12-year-old girls, their name was Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser. They had a third friend named Peyton Lutner. And according to their families, Anissa and Morgan were kind of like, they were really close. They were really, really close. And then their third friend, um, Peyton Lutner, Lut- I don't know how to say her last name. I'm going to say it's Lutner. Peyton Lutner. They kind of like started talking her up and stuff like that. And they became friends with her. Now they're 12. Keep that in mind. This entire time, they are 12 year old little girls. Um, they got to be really good friends with her. And one night on May 31st, they had a sleepover. And the next morning, their mother, I think they were staying over at Morgan's house. Morgan's mom said that they went to go on a hike. They wanted to go on this little hike into the woods. And that's a typical thing to do, which I learned when I went to Michigan. You could just go walk into the woods. And it's like normalized. Like, I, if I see woods, I don't think, I will actually no, I do want to walk into it, but I feel like I'm not allowed to. But no, you can. You can just go walk into the woods. And people do that over there. Casually. Who's going to stop know. you? <laughs> Who's going to stop you? <laughs> well, <laughs> these two girls, they took her into the woods and they stabbed her, I believe, 17 times. They cut her liver. They cut her stomach. And they were one millimeter off from stabbing her in the heart. And she would have died. However, she crawled out of, like, the little ditch that they had stabbed her in, and she got to a nearby roadway, and a bicyclist found her. They had the 911 calls of the um, bicyclist, and he was talking to her, basically telling her, like, what happened, and she can't even, like, comprehend. She can't put it into words because she is slowly dying. She gets taken to the hospital, and she actually lives. (laughs) And, you know... <laughs> she lives. She is still alive today. Um, oh obviously, a very traumatic experience. I know. I mean, she was stabbed by her two best friends. Um, a couple hours later, I believe five hours later, the two other girls, Morgan and Anissa, were arrested near Interstate 94. So they walked five miles away from where they stabbed their friend. Where were uh, they the going? We'll get there. The knife that they used to stab her was in a bag that they were carrying. And, you know, their goal when they were uh, interrogated by police was to meet Slenderman at his mansion called the Slender Mansion in the Nicolet National Forest. Um, Where is that? <laughs> it, it's in Wisconsin. Oh, okay, cool. I yeah, thought I didn't it's, know it's if they were planning on walking like, like a two state states over. away. You're like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, they're like, they're like, we'll kill her here. But like, you know, she might be in Slenderman's in Montana. So we got to make a way to Montana somehow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why Slenderman of all places would be in Wisconsin. He Maybe he likes cheese. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Wisconsin's known for their cheese. They put cheese on like pies and stuff, don't they? Uh, cheddar cheese on apple pies, baby. That's white culture. That. That's white culture. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. 
and apparently stabbing your friend in the middle of the woods to go to a fictional mansion but you know what Uh... yeah so these two girls are being interviewed right so um anisa yes anisa during this whole conversation she's very guilty she's very upset she's reacting how i believe a normal human being would react after they did something really terrible okay and she feels really guilty the other girl gatekeep girl boss yes (laughs) the other girl morgan is was said to be very calm and had no emotion or no empathy about it whatsoever so she's the crazy one yeah in so few words she was kind of the one who it was her idea she was the one who got really obsessed with the creepypastas anisa was the one who kind of was just like okay like you know anisa was basically how i was with that one friend um she just kind of went with it um and you know apparently according to anisa morgan had told her like we need to kill her to go to slenderman's mansion and for whatever reason, she figured she was right and she followed through with it and she had the whole plan. Apparently, they like wrote up this whole plan too. Like they took the knife from their, their mom's kitchen. Um, they packed a bag and in that bag, they, they had like snacks, like stuff like that. I think Anissa, the one who really wasn't crazy. The murdering like, packed... really makes you hungry. Yeah. Yeah. The girl who, pa- the girl who was like obviously very emotional about this, she packed like pictures of her parents like she full on they full on believe they were never going to see their parents again because they were going to go and join Slenderman's little cult <laughs> you look done not with the this reason, not the reason why you're not <laughs> going to see your parents again you're not going to see your parents again because you're fucking murderers and you're going to prison <laughs> yeah so I um I watched a documentary and in that documentary they said that Anissa says that Morgan would talk to Slenderman, and that kind of made it more believable for her. That Morgan was communicating with Slenderman, apparently. Was was this online? Was it like a discussion board? <laughs> she's just, she's just talking to Slenderman on Reddit. Because <laughs> Discord wasn't a thing back then. I was going to say Discord. <laughs> She was she or was, was Slenderman's Discord in her, kid. In her head. That's the thing. They did a mental evaluation and they found that Morgan was um, schizophrenic. Oh. And when she got really obsessed with these characters, they manifested for her essentially. So to her, that is horrifying. Yeah, to her, they're all real. 100% real. That's why she had no emotion and she had no remorse for what they did to her friend and why she didn't really she understood why she was apprehended by police, but she didn't really comprehend that they did anything wrong because she still believed that Slenderman and the creepy pastas were were going to be there for her. In prison? Yes. Well, she's not in prison. Technically, she's in an institution. Because she wasn't fit to stand trial. Okay. 
I'm just accepting this. Mm-hmm. She talks to Slenderman. <laughs> Got it. She believes yep. this. Okay. She is schizophrenic, so she talks to Slenderman. Um, and apparently to this day, her schizophrenia is still as bad. Um, is because it still manifesting Slenderman? Not Slenderman specifically anymore. It manifests as other beings. It can be anybody. She'll, um, in the documentary that I watched, the her mom will call her at the institution and you know her mom started complaining to the institution because they were like yeah like you know the people that you have her with are not letting her watch tv like can you just like like give her her time to watch tv and they told her they're like she's in a room by herself there's nobody in there with the room with her so they're bullying her yeah some of these beings that she is seeing is are essentially bullying her and it's it's all in her mind your face are you okay i feel like you don't know what to think now i w- i want to say that's what she gets now maybe it's her guilt man well she doesn't have guilt um no, but that is a good point. Maybe it could be her guilt manifesting in that way because her brain doesn't work like everybody else's. It could be manifesting in that way, but she just doesn't know it and we don't know it because we have very little understanding of schizophrenia. And We're also not schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> so like, we don't really say know I going to say clinical psychiatrists, but yeah, that too, we also but... are not, but... <laughs> um yeah no so she that's what she's dealing with um i believe the other girl now she did go to prison um but she Mm -hmm. was she was released on parole i want to say in like 2019 she was released on parole and technically she's free but she is on parole so she's being watched until she's i think either 36 or 40 Okay. Um, wait, is that all you thing? have? No, hold on. There was another thing. I just can't. I just. I had it in my head right now, and then my mind went blank because I was just thinking about how terrifying schizophrenia is to me. Yeah, it is. No, it's a very scary disease. Like whenever I when I first found out about it, I was like, "What the f- what?" <laughs> Like, you know, I knew about depression growing up. I knew about anxiety. But when I found out about schizophrenia, I was terrified. I was like, you mean to tell me this happens to people and nobody knows why and nobody can really fix it? That's terrifying. Um, Shit. What was I going to say? Oh, the little girl. Um, So she, they saved her life. She was Mm -hmm. okay. But like I said, one millimeter and they would have got her in the heart and that would have been it. Um, she, I believe, was in the hospital for a couple weeks, um, recovering, and she didn't go back to school until about a year later. Um, nobody really knows what she's doing right now, because her parents have kind of kept her away from all of it, because that shit was traumatic, and obviously people coming up to her being like, wow, how was it? It's not going to help with the healing process. (laughs) Yeah, I I can agree (laughs) with the decision of keeping your daughter away from prying eyes. Um, she did do an interview, though, a while back, because the little town that they were in kind of had, like, a little, 
like a party per se, but you know, they put a lot of stuff together for her in that town from like, you know, to help her get better different little events for her to go to. And it wasn't like a little like, um, hey, you survived event. It was more of just like a, we have this petting zoo going on. This is to get her mind off of it, you know, nor some normalcy, but it's a small town, so nothing really happens in that town. <laughs> so they have these things for her to get out and do stuff and kind of try to forget what happened to her. Um, so no word on where she is now, because that was a while ago. She did have an interview a while back. And, you know, I think they I remember from the interview, they had asked her, like, would you ever forgive them? And she said no. She said she'd never forgive them for what they tried to do to her, basically. And, like, I think, She's 21 know, now? Yeah, I think she'd be 21 now. Wow. Yeah. And what I wanted to do, which I just remembered, is find the 911 calls and play them for you because it was terrifying. 911. What's the address of your emergency? Waukesha County, Lenny. I'm transferring over a caller on Big Bend at the dead end just south of Rivera. Okay. Came upon a 12-year-old female. She appears to be stabbed. She appears to be what? Stabbed. Stabbed? Correct. Okay. Sir, you still there? Yes. Hi, sir. So is are you with this 12-year-old female? Yeah. She says she's having trouble breathing. She said she was stabbed multiple times. Stabbed multiple times? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sir, are you with her right now? Yes. Is she awake? She's awake. Is she um, breathing? Yeah, she's breathing. She said she can take shallow breaths. She's alert. Okay, stay with her. We're sending the police department. Don't hang up, okay? Oh, Hold on just a minute. Up. Don't hang up. Okay. Okay. Hold on just a minute, sir. We're sending officers. Okay. Is there any assailant around? Ah, uh, I didn't even look. I don't see anybody. It's a dead end. Okay, stay, stay right with her, sir. Is she on the ground or is she standing up? No, she's laying on the grass. Laying on the grass. Stay right with her. Just let me know if she is remaining conscious or not, okay? Okay. Is there any bleeding going on? Her clothing has got blood on it. Where are the wounds? Do you see where the wounds are? No, I am i don't know if I should be rolling her over and checking or not. Do you know where? Okay, just stay with her and just let me know if she's conscious or alert or stops breathing or anything. Hold on, I'm going to talk to the ambulance. Police are also en route. Okay, thank you. I'm bothering you at all? My shade? Okay. You're very Okay. Just keep her in that position. Just let me know on her breathing. Okay. What's your name, sir? My name? Your name. My name. Okay, were you just passing through? Yes. Okay, and you found her and she was just laying there? Yes. Okay. Okay, so you see any active bleeding or blood spurting out or anything like that? No, unless it's underneath, or I just see dried blood. Okay, just dried blood. Okay. Okay, is she still breathing? Is she still alert? Yeah. Okay, stay with her. Stay Uh, with her. Keep an eye on her. Hold on just a minute. Do not hang up, sir. Okay, I will not. Who did that to you? Or don't you want to talk? And she didn't say who did this or how it happened? I don't know know if she wants to be talking. I started to ask her. That's okay. If she's... You try to save her energy, I think. Okay, but you see nobody else around you. Are you clearly visible? They pull down that road towards the dead end that they'll see you. 
I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't are, hear you. Are you clearly visible when he come down there so they see you? I'm going to have, i got a gold flashlight on my bicycle. I'll shine that towards any emergency vehicle I see. And I'll be, I'll be standing in the middle of the road. You're in the middle of the road? And where is she, in the side of the road? Yeah, she's on the grass. It's a oh, little, a okay. little trail I take on my bicycle. Okay, okay, see. So don't hang up, sir. Just stay right with me. Okay. And let me know immediately if you see anything else suspicious in the area, a car, a person, anything. All right. Keep your eyes open. Was anyone coming or leaving or any cars coming or leaving when you came upon her? Um, no. Nothing? No. So were you on foot walking by or did you pull up in a car? Bicycle. You are on a bicycle? Yeah. How did you see her? Did you just... She's right in the middle of the little path I take. Middle of the little path. Okay. Yeah. There's a squad car coming now. Okay. The squad car coming? Okay. Flag yeah. the squad car down. Protect her. Here he's coming. Does she have a bike or anything with her? No, I don't see it. One sandal is off, but, you know, maybe three feet away from her. Okay. Flag that officer down. I'm going to let you here. go. Okay. You meet with him right now, okay? Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Thoughts? <laughs> Questions? Any concerns? I mean, there's a lot of concern. Wow, they both have really thick accents. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, respect for that man stopping, but when he said, when, when the uh, 911 operator asked him, is there anyone around? Did you see anybody? He's like, oh, I didn't even look. I'm like, my guy. <laughs> my dude what if there was a murderer yeah because you know he 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 doesn't know who killed her he just knows that he just found a stabbed little girl like that would be my first instinct to be like who stabbed her and are they still here because mm -hmm. that is fucking terrifying um i also just remembered and i decided to look it up because i remember one of them when they talked about um morgan's schizophrenia this is how bad it was. So after she was arrested, her mother said that she became psychotic because correctional officers would see her talking to herself a lot. She'd pretend to be a cat. She'd keep ants as pets. She said she saw unicorns and had continual conversations with Slenderman and other fictional characters, one of which being Severus Snape from Harry Potter. I'm... <laughs> your fucking face you know how i feel about harry potter i know <laughs> but that's how bad her schizophrenia was show even after you know this whole thing happened she was still talking to slenderman she was still talking to him in the institution she was talking to snape too uh -huh. um she was diagnosed with early onset schizophrenia because schizophrenia typically does not um you're not born with schizophrenia technically you develop it when you're in your 20s i believe it's by the age of 25 or 27 where it's like that's when you start to develop it and have the symptoms and signs of it mm -hmm. once you're past that like if you have it in your family they kind of recommend that you get checked for it continuously during the during your 20s because that's when it can start to manifest okay once you're like out of your 20s and in your 30s that's when it's like okay if you don't have it you're good 
you're probably not going to get it. There are like, you know, outliers where some people do get it in the, like later on in life. But that's yeah. like the prime time of when you start to get it. Okay. So she had early onset childhood schizophrenia. Um, it was left untreated for a while. And apparently she went into a severe psychosis. She was out of touch with reality. Just not, not here at all. She was still talking to Slenderman, Snape, pretending to be a cat. She would sometimes just stop talking completely. And she was just kind of there. She wouldn't really do anything. She just was like catatonic. Did her parents see her interacting with these entities in her head or so, at all before this? Yeah. So in a doc- in that documentary, her parents said that she would have hallucinations such as ghosts, colors melting down the walls, and imaginary friends. Um, and they knew imaginary friends didn't really tip them off too much because they figured you're a child, you have imaginary friends. That's why not many children get diagnosed as early because, you know kids do have wild imaginations so nobody yeah, really but sees I it i don't know very many 12 year olds that have imaginary friends that is fair that is true very true um but i think our parents that's how we think now like i see 12 year olds now and first of all some 12 year olds look like they're in their 20s i don't know how but it is terrifying because, <laughs> like, I'll see a 13-year-old girl and she looks like she could be 20. And I'm like, I looked like a crackhead when I was your age. What the <laughs> fuck are we doing different, homie? <laughs> um, so, you know, I think when our parents, you know, twelve being a 12-year-old kid, if you're into that kind of stuff, your parents, our generation of parents, wouldn't really think anything of it. They would kind of just pass it off as, like, just a kid. Now, if I have a child and at 12-year-olds they have an imaginary friend, I'm going to be very concerned because uh-huh. of how the 12-year-olds can be or have been shown to be. It's kind of, it's really concerning because it's just sort of, and, you know, it's just something that she developed. I don't think, you know, I don't know if they said about what their um, family's mental health history looks like. They don't, I don't think they know. So, there's really no why as to why she has this, but she she has this um so like i said the aftermath too they took really good care of the poor girl who was stabbed um however this whole event led to like kind of a witch hunt for creepypasta um and i don't even know if you remember it but they actually shut down the creepypasta website for like a whole day or something or, like, it got shut down for, like, a minute. Um, they shut down the entire website. No one was able to go on to it at all. Until they're, you know, because people were blaming the guy who created the website for this happening. What? And saying that, like, yeah, so a lot of adults <laughs> at the time were basically saying, like, this is an example of how the internet is tainting our children. How it's, like, getting into their heads and stuff like that. And it's, like, no. No. Not she necessarily. Just schizophrenia. She was sick. And it's sad. It's very sad. But she was very sick. And unfortunately, she found an interest in these stories. Yeah. And her illness manifested them. And... I'm not saying it's directly what caused her to do it, but it certainly did not help. And that's why this happened. So 
it was all over the news. There was all of these stories, all of these articles written about why creepypastas and the internet generally is bad for kids. Obviously, it didn't do anything because we still have iPad kids. So yeah, it was it was a weird two years of people just going getting upset with the internet. Um, but I will say, <laughs> the creepypasta website they held a live stream, a twenty four hour live stream shortly after, where they raised money um, for the victim to pay for her hospital bills. But the town also did um, a couple of festival events, like I mentioned earlier, but they did have one right before she went back to school and they raised over like $700,000 to help pay for her medical bills and stuff. So the whole internet basically came together for this girl, but so did her town. So her hospital expenses were, I would say, well taken care of. And based on how much money she made, I think so were her college expenses. <laughs> and oh, now good. she At is least currently make in school. Easy for this girl. Yeah, so she apparently decided to go into, they didn't, they, she doesn't know, like, nobody knows where she is, what school she's going to, whatever like that. Um, they do know that she did move away from Wisconsin. I don't know if her whole family did, but she did. And she is studying to become uh, some sort of, like, medical, I don't want to say a doctor or a nurse, but she's going into the medical field. Okay. Yeah. So she's doing great. It's terrible. <laughs> that this happened yeah. to her and i would imagine that, that this... could blossom a lot of trust issues for somebody i mean yeah yeah i mean ha- so. she thought she thought these two people were her friends and they tried to kill her and almost did wow i never knew of as much detail about the case i just knew Two little girls like worshipped Slenderman and tried to kill another girl. I saw like the brief snippets on the news and I was like, what the hell? No, I didn't know about the schizophrenia part until maybe two years ago when I Mm -hmm. remembered it. And I was like, hey, yeah, that happened when I was in high school. Like, why did they do it? Because I don't remember finding out why. And there was a documentary released by HBO. Um, I recommend it because they do talk to the parents of both the girls who did it. Um, I don't, they don't talk to the victim, but they talk to both the parents. Um, and they also like caught on camera, like the mom calling one of them in prison or the institution or whatever. So like you have direct, there's footage of them and what they're up to now, basically. Um, but it's a good documentary. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It goes into the whole, where the Slenderman thing came from, if you didn't know about it, what the hell creepypasta is, because every time I brought it up as a kid, my parents were like, huh? So <laughs> if you had no idea, first of all, I already explained it to you, but they explain it also in the documentary. Um, they go into detail about Morgan's um, schizophrenia and her psychosis and all that kind of stuff and break down why what happened happened. And it's probably the most insane true crime thing that I was ever like cognitive for because I remember seeing stuff on the news about it and being like shit and I'm pretty I think I think I remember my parents because they knew that I liked creepypastas they didn't know that I kind of fell off of liking them just before this happened but my parents saw it and even they were like (laughs) yeah um should we be concerned about you liking this kind of stuff like and I, I think I, I explained they weren't concerned about me they were concerned about me having friends who also like that stuff but uh-huh. they were worried about like you know like is the media really like do they really think that this could like 
mess with you and I you know I think I explained to them like I'm not even really into it anymore but they're just stories that's all they are Mm -hmm. they were all just stories slender man is not real regardless of what people say he is not real jeff the killer is not real none of these characters were real they were made by basically people who are now reddit shit posters but yes they were made by those kinds of people back then just for some spooky fun and unfortunately Mm -hmm. it it spiraled out of hand yeah it fell into the wrong hands um but to bring us to reality they are not real none of them are real and we're gonna keep it that way but that is essentially all i have from this that was a whole info dump of this case and it was all from my memory because i got obsessed with it after i saw that documentary because i was like this is insane and i couldn't help but think about that one girl that i knew who behaved very similarly to morgan and yeah yeah Yeah, that could have been you bitch yeah um again it was all over the internet so i can't say like oh she definitely killed someone no i don't think she did um i'm hoping that maybe she just got too obsessed with it and was just trying to like make these dumb little posts to kind of like be edgy like 13 year olds do um because Mm -hmm. i haven't heard of another case like this i haven't heard of somebody else doing it or someone else claiming to have done it nothing like that if i had then i would have been concerned but i haven't and i haven't spoken to her since then since we stopped talking to her and we're gonna keep it that way yeah uh, <laughs> yeah hmm. thoughts concerns over the whole thing questions <laughs> the whole thing that makes this like ridiculous to me is just the creepypasta that was chosen. Like the fact that it was Slenderman? The fact that it was Slenderman. Because that one was just so well known. And like, it was a freaking video game. Like, I understand this person was not mentally well. But I just can't see how that could have any fragment of being based in reality for someone. Well, I think that's, yeah, it's because she was unwell. Yeah. And maybe like, that's it all why just goes I just back can't to that. understand. But. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you're never actually going to understand it, no matter how much you think about it. But, yeah. I mean, even if it wasn't a well-known character, it's we'd probably understand it even less, because it was just sort of like, it was this character based off of a video game that everybody talked about. And everyone got obsessed with for like a year or half a year. The mm-hmm. obsession died down pretty quickly. Like most things do. Um, but yeah. It just, it happened. It is probably the craziest <laughs> story that I have been alive to have had it happen in my lifetime. Because no one saw that coming. Nobody can see like, okay, because of the internet, because of these stories going around... This poor girl was almost killed. I see this entire time I thought she had died. No, she lived. I think Thank that's probably God. the most miraculous part of it. She lived. Barely. She I mean, they took her deep into the woods. She crawled out of it for someone to find her. Yo, that's dedication. Good yeah. for her. I mean, not no, good yeah. for her, but like But like, yeah, I'm having the strength 
to do that and not give in. Yeah. She's pretty cool. I mean, I think she's amazing. I hope she does great, and I hope everything in her life, like, goes her way, because she... Deserves it? One She deserves it. She deserves everything good possible for her after everything that happened. And, like, the one interview that they had with her, she's a very sweet girl. Like, she's a very sweet kid. And it was sad to, like, see her and how, like, happy she is and how much of, like, a good person she was and know that this happened to her. Yeah, why can't shitty things happen to shitty people? I know, right? (laughs) God. (laughs) Well... The entire time I was kind of thinking, like, and I'm not trying to say this, like, in the fucked up way. This is just, like, how my mind works. Um, She is, like, a real-life final girl. Oh, no, I thought about that earlier. She really is. And, I mean, like, the final girl is, like, the most iconic and the most, like, the strongest character in a movie. And she is very strong. And she is very, um what's the word i'm looking for i don't know but she's very she's a very strong person for being able to survive this and much less also like keep going on in life yeah because the trauma from that has to be terrible i can't imagine almost being killed by two of my who i thought were my best friends um and then go on to work in the medical field having like barely survived after being in the hospital from a traumatic event she's going to be surrounded by triggers if she works in the medical industry Mm -hmm. but she's going through with it and i feel like she's going to be a very strong woman and i i love her for that i think she's great i hope like you know i'm not saying like she has to come out into the public eventually but like i'm hoping that maybe she has some sort of like something to say about what happened and how it got her to where she is today wherever that may be because i'm genuinely just interested in her and her story generally yeah because i think she's she's really a brilliant person for getting through this and i hope no one tries to make an eight-part netflix miniseries about the two (laughs) girls that did this to her because no one's loves turning true true crime into fictional baddies to be thirsted over by the white boy of the month by the white boy of the month (laughs) no let's not do that i feel like i feel like her or her parents would probably fight against that because like i said they already they've already given her a pretty private life so i do know i'll find it later there is a tiktoker who Mm. was in jail but got out of jail and she on her tiktok i think she was um like roommates with anisa in prison and like asked her about the whole situation and what anisa was the one that just went along with it right yeah i can't remember what she said about it but i remember i think i remember that's why i fell down a rabbit hole of it and like remembered this case because I, it popped up on my For You page, and I was like, holy shit. I can't remember what she said, but if I find it, I'll try to post it. But yeah, they, <laughs> um, she she stayed, she was roommates with her and, like, had all these questions with her. And she, her whole TikTok became dedicated to basically talking about her 
and what That's she was weird. like in person. It is really weird. I thought it was weird too, but it was also intriguing. Well, do we want to wrap up this episode? Because it's kind of just episode. sad. <laughs> that was sad. Because this I poor mean, girl went through something horrific, and the person that did it to her, you can't even, like, call her crazy, because she literally is mentally unwell, and, like, it's just sad for everybody involved. Yeah, there's no, yeah, it is sad for everybody, but... Also, um, you shouldn't have tried to kill your best friend, but, like, god damn, you're the victim of a weird mental illness. Not of the situation. <laughs> That's on you. Yeah. Yeah, the situation is still very much on her. She still did it. Like, I don't think there's... I'm one of those people who is like, you should still take responsibility of your actions, even if you are mentally ill, no Mm -hmm. matter what. Like, it was still you. Um, It's up to the person you're dealing with to... This goes for any kind of friendship, relationship, whatever. If you have a mental illness and you do something and it is because of the mental illness, you can't blame your mental illness for it. You still have to take responsibility for it. And you still have to, like, not own up to it, but at least do what you can to make it right whoever you wronged because of it. Because it is still a part of you. Yeah. And that is from experience, too. It's not just, like, me talking out of my ass because, like, oh, mental illness, whatever. No, I've had mental illness before. And. Before? Maybe I still do. Okay, yeah. I knew that was coming. (laughs) I knew that was coming. You motherfucker. I knew you that can't she be was a coming. co-host on this podcast without having a few prescriptions. I have none. I stopped taking oh, my antidepressants. Should... Oh, right before I never minimum while I've been talking to you or while I've known you. I stopped taking that shit February twenty twenty. In March twenty oh, right twenty, I definitely should have still. Yep, I should have still been on that shit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Literally, I stopped taking them in February of 2020. The world ended in March 2020. And yeah, I should not have stopped taking them. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Yeah, here's here's your reminder to take your medication. Go take your meds. Go take your meds if you have meds. And while you're doing that, I guess, don't forget to check your closet or whatever. (laughs) 